This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and I apologise for my absence over the last two day, two days, two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. See, I'm, I'm not quite well yet. Um, and with me on the line, first of all, we have Mr. Marriott, Jamesy Hobbin. How the W? I tell you what, it's nice to be sat on this side of the microphone. After a couple of weeks where I've had to be a bit sensible and, uh, you know, steady the good ship and keep things going, it is good to be um, back here talking absolute crap. Yeah, because clearly the the lord of the podcast keeps things terribly sensible, doesn't he? Completely. No, it's like different side. Have you got? Has your microphone got more on one side? How's that? Work? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, something does. Something head, strange yeah. happens to you when when you sit in your throne, Lord Hillsborough. Um, <laughs> this um, this kind of like it's a bit like instant fatherhood. I felt like you know the the dad of the. Of the group, and to be fair, you have got about sixteen thousand children, so maybe that yeah, maybe there's something in that. Yeah. The fertility cra- uh, f- fertility uh, seat. <laughs> They're just the ones we know about, oh boy. And uh, Mr. Davies, how the hell are you? I'm really well, thank you, Hello. This is my first kind of interaction with anything Sheffield Wednesday since Saturday afternoon, because. Mm. I just decided to switch myself off completely from it because it pissed me <laughs> off so much. You do right. So, good evening and welcome. <laughs> Can I just ask which side of the microphone are you using this evening, Richard? I'm I'm using the the front <laughs> side. It's a saying. Us, <laughs> us in the business. This is what we say. Oh, oh in the biz. Oh. In the biz. In the biz. You, have, you have the presenter's chair, and then you have like the guests and the other side of the desk. Well, don't should you, be that the side of the desk then, not the not the microphone. <laughs> well, the desk got a microphone on it. Anyway, shut up. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been spending too much time with Vic. Um, <laughs> um, right then, chaps, let's crack on with some some Sheffield Wednesday chatter, shall we? And of course, we do have to start with the Leeds game. Yeah. Now, some of our wonderful followers that, that follow us on Twitter rather than following the podcast on Twitter might have noticed a little bit of a, de- bit of a, a debate between us on this. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. But. Um, um, it does have to be said, uh, it, it wasn't hmm, odd, <laughs> conflicted. Very, very meh, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm really conflicted about this game because we, we put on a, a, a decent showing, didn't we? Did we? I think we did. Others might not. I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't know whether I felt really pissed off at the end of it, and I'm not sure whether it's. I don't know whether it was. I've not thought about it much because it, it just get me, it get me moaning again. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure whether it was just shut up. Uh, it was whether it was just the fact that we'd lost, or whether a fact it was just like this is finally for God's sake, just 
come out for two halves of the game instead of one. And then little mistakes creeping in, particularly from one person, my opinion, and some others too. <laughs> we'll cover it in a minute. Um, and yeah, I just... It was a bit, just a bit meh, and we, I, I, I'm, I'm clouded by the, the hope that we lost. That's simple as that, as that. Whether you know, and I'm very clouded by. Was it any good? Was it not? Who cares? We lost. Well, the first sort of brave, brave decision, different decision was Bannon was left out of the starting lineup, which mm. was interesting, wasn't it? Was that a brave decision? Do you think we missed Mr. Bannon um, for yes. obviously the, the bits he wasn't on the pitch? I do. Yeah, I, I felt. Um, I can't remember if it was. Was it half time? I can't remember. There was a point whereby um, I I went to the toilet. I think it was towards the end of the first half. And uh, I went to the toilet. And, you know, you have a moment to contemplate while you stood there. <laughs> That's um, what you call it, is it? <laughs> and um, this is an unusual statement. As I was stood there, I was thinking of Barry Bannon. Well, he, so he, you were, thinking, you were holding little head. James I thought, thinking of Barry Bannon. Something like that. Um, I just thought that we'd, we'd looked flat in midfield we'd looked a bit um flat's really the only word that i can use to describe it it didn't feel like we were particularly owning the midfield um and it felt flat Uh, and i just thought that we needed bannon and you know his sort of like tenaciousness his ferocity you know we needed what what yeah what he gives we we've He's had a fair bit of stick in recent weeks from from some people, and I think we all accepted that, that against mm. Brentford he was he was fairly ineffective. And actually, when the team came out and I said it's probably the right call, resting Bannon. I, I, I'm I'm saying resting rather than dropping. Um, and um, I think as the game unfolded, I actually thought we're we're actually not the same team when Bannon's not on the pitch. He offers something that no one else really does, and I thought the midfield looked a bit white white. Um, Lightweight, if I can say it, without him. Yeah. So, ultimately, I think, in hindsight, it was actually probably a mistake. Um, Although I can understand why he did what he did. I think we saw some lovely bits of Abdi that we've all been sort of expecting, though, didn't we? We saw the... uh, It sounds strange to say, the the, the potential, what he could bring after he's been such a wonderful player. Potential's a ridiculous word. But it's what we've been expecting to see for him for a long time, isn't it? I I think you... I think you only got to look at the stats for it. I mean, that's kind of. I'm trying to pull the positives now, Fran. I don't. I'm struggling with positives for that game completely. But the stats, obviously, we. I think we had ten shots. I think from from memory, and they had six. And but it's not shots at the end of the day. It's, it's how many can you get in the back of the net, which counts. Um, so the stats suggest we played better than you know. But what are stats? You know, I watched it with my own eyes and wasn't happy. And and Abdi, I, I, yeah, I've mentioned Abdi a few times recently. Just I think he's he's coming on. He's getting there, you know, and it'll, it'll seem much better for him, but um, he's so not kind of... He's just took a while to settle, hasn't he, at, um, with injuries and everything else. I, I Obviously, I was um, drinking quite heavily through the game, as uh, Rich bore witness to. And, <laughs> I um, witness that, yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but when I... Uh, it was very nice, actually. Linda McCartney sausages. Thank you to Steph for uh, for sorting that out. Very good. Great service. Um, the, the There was, at some point, it must have been in the second half, when Abdi did something that I didn't like, because I tweeted saying something along the lines of, I am the happiest of happy clappers, but that was absolutely awful from Abdi. <laughs> I, d- I can't remember what it was, but he obviously did something <laughs> that was really poor. Uh, so for for that reason, I'm out. Yeah, I, I, what, what made me laugh the most was John's reaction at the end in the new Barrick Tavern. John went a little apeshit, to be fair. He did, didn't he? He went really he well. did. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought there were glasses going to crash and everything. I was, See, like, now you guys have seen it. You you know yeah. what I'm talking When I talk about John having one of his breakdowns, you've seen it now. Yeah, well, I have, yeah, yeah, I can witness it, yeah. Even the kids were like, Joe's dropping, what, what's, what's the matter? Daddy, take me home. Please take me home, Daddy, please. Why have you brought me out with these strange men? There's one that keeps tweeting odd things about Abdi, and he clearly not watching the game. And then there's another chap that's just going mental. Um, speaking of going mental, um, mm. Now, there's been some debate amongst the Wednesday Weekers about the the showing, uh, the showing of Mr. Sasso. Um, was, was he on the pitch, was he? <laughs> yes, he bloody was right, on the pitch. Okay. And he yeah, did okay. some very good defensive work. And we have videos to prove it. Now, first of all, the goal, right? Sasso jumped for the ball. It looked like he ducked. Am I correct? In I don't think he, he looked did... like he ducked. He, did, he, he ducked, ducked. Yeah. Right, okay. So, my point with this is... 
You can't have. You really can't have an excuse for this. I'm not if having. You have, it's I'm, not an I'm, excuse. I'm it's, a cons- it's a conspiracy theory. There would be no point in Mr. Sasso jumping for a ball and ducking whilst he's in the air. So my explanation that I have come up with as a conspiracy theory for this is: Did he get a shout from somebody? Because Lubens didn't move, and as soon as the ball was played, his hand was in the air. Were Lubens and Sato playing an offside trap with Mr. Hunt playing everybody, well, playing Wood on, uh, onside? Yeah, it was onside. Did, yeah. did he it, get it, a shout? It wouldn't matter anyway. He wouldn't, if they were trying to play him offside, they wouldn't shout for him to, um, leave to duck and, and leave the ball. Yeah. There'd be no logic it's in the that. Only... West, yeah, if, if Westwood had given him a call, we'd be able to hear it on the TV. When Westwood gives someone a call, you can hear it. And I think that if Lubens had given him a call, we, we'd know about it. I don't think there was a call. I really don't. But Lubens was so calm after the goal, as if he was completely expecting it to be yeah, offside. We when, when have you ever seen Glenn <laughs> Lubens lose it? Well, yeah, that's a good yeah. point, and it's very well made. Um, <laughs> but yes, in my humble opinion, the person that was at fault for the goal, if blame has to be laid, was Mr. Hunt. Um, right, no, look, yeah, Jack Hunt played people onside, and that was rubbish. Jack Hunt was, well, I thought was lousy on Saturday, pretty much all game. He did a couple of things decent. There was a point where he managed to usher the ball out for a goal kick, and everyone went mad, kind of whooping and cheering, because it was probably the only decent thing that Jack Hunt did. He had a poor game, Hunt. He had a poor game. He was playing everyone onside. It, it, but that doesn't matter. Defenders do that sometimes. You, you get in the wrong place, and you play someone onside. Um, that that is uh, unfortunate, but it's forgivable. Um, not clearing the ball, which is let's be fair, probably probably top of the list of things that a defender yeah. needs to be able to do. Absolutely, uh, Vincent Sasso <laughs> did not do. So who's at blame for the goal? Vincent Sasso is at blame for the goal. One hundred percent. End of. Mm. Jack, 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 Jack Hunt played them on side. That is not an excuse for Vincent Sasso to go. Do you know what? Actually, I'm not going to bother I'm with this. I'm a duck here. Yeah. Unless he got a shout. Put your fucking head on the end of it. She's my well, French. Yeah. He, 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 with a million, he might have heard gunshot from somewhere and thought, I'm going to duck. You know, that, <laughs> that is also a possibility, shirt, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think they pronounce it Duke in Leeds because it's a bit odd. Duke. Um, <laughs> and the rest of the game, it, uh, I have put videos using the, um, the 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 podcast account out there on Twitter of some very good other defensive work from Sasso on that game. I think he's taken that. Okay, look, there was too mm. much of it. No, there wasn't too much of it. There was there was two points. There was the goal, and there was there was, was one. There really, was for me right. Sat, there was two two particular things in particular. It was a goal where he ducked. There was also one where he's messing around the back end of the area and he, he shoveled it out right onto the edge of the D. He didn't shovel it out. There was a cross coming in and, and he slid in to block the cross. That is a defender's he, job to block he, he the cross. He actually cleared it, but he didn't clear it anyway. It's like, get your foot through the damn ball. Don't sit and put it to a Leeds player. But there was lots of... Le- and me and James were just turning around and looking at each other oh. at times in the pub. C- there were C- times when he was getting hold of the ball and you're like, what are you doing with it? Mm. So when he, he act- did when he did the header scared. off of the, other, the Leeds player's foot from the corner, which he, he put his head far lower than it should have been, if I'm perfectly honest, that was a wonderful piece of defensive work. Right. And had he not done that, it would have been another goal. Wonderful but, and sasso is not something you hear very often, is it? it unless Eddie's up. Lord H, <laughs> look, yeah. it, what, what, what you're saying may well be true. Unfortunately, it does not matter. It is irrelevant, all right? Um, you might want to just you know make yourselves comfortable because um, I, I'm going to be off for a while here. Uh, and bear with me on this because Go ho- it, hopefully this illustrates my point quite well. Because I've been thinking about this. And I know me uh, me and you, Lord H, had a, had a bit of a disagreement about this on uh, Twitter. You brought up the fact that Jordan Rhodes missed the penalty. I'm sure we'll talk about A healthy about. debate. Yes, a very healthy debate, yes. Um, and um, you know, you were saying that Rhodes is as much to blame for the defeat as what Sasso is because... No, 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 no. what I actually said, and stuff like that. just to clarify, I would never say that Mr Jordan Rhodes is, is, is his fault for the defeat. I said if Mr Sasso is, is, is one big mistake mm-hmm. and people are crucifying for it, uh, then Mr Rhodes made one big mistake and people aren't crucifying him as no. much. All right, here's the thing, right? Strikers strikers have the hardest job on a football pitch because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the ball in a very finite area. And uh, firstly, they've got to actually manage to get the ball towards that, that area, which is the goal. And chances are there's going to be people stood in the way. And there's a goalkeeper there who's also trying to stop 
you, you getting the ball into that goal. Um, added to the fact that it's very rare the ball just nicely drops in front of you and you can kick it towards the goal, it, you're normally at an angle, you've normally got defenders around you, all right? A defender uh, has, their, their number one task is stop the ball going towards your goal, right? So it's the opposite of what the striker is doing. Now, it doesn't really matter how you do that. All that matters is that you clear the ball. So it, it, you can you can uh, play the ball back to your goalkeeper. You can belt it out for a corner. You can play it out for a throw. And you can whack it back up the other end of the pitch. You're not aiming for a finite area. You just, just kick the bugger. Just get it away from your goal. That is your number one main task when you're a defender. Now, the top defenders in the top leagues manage to do this by playing the ball to one of their own players, and that's why they play in the top leagues. But the league that we're at, your task as a defender is just belt the ball. Get it away from your goal and stop any chance you've got of giving the striker an easier chance of fulfilling his job. So you can't compare the two. Jordan Rhodes missing a penalty is unfortunate, and it was a bad penalty. Stri- strikers miss penalties, right? Good, good save Cristiano, it was a good save, yeah. It was a weak penalty, let, let's be honest, though. Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo misses penalties, right? Uh, Messi misses penalties. Gary Lineker missed penalties. Alan Shearer missed penalties. It might only have been one, I can't remember, but he missed penalties, all right? It yeah. happens. So, I was trying to think of a way of, of putting this into some kind of context. So, I'm going to use the driving test. Bear with me on this, right? <laughs> when, when you take your driving test, you get things wrong. And those things, either go, you either get a mark in a column that says major or a mark in a column that says minor. And if you get a mark in a column that says major, that's it. It's all over. You failed your test. If you get a mark in a column that says minor, it's not great. But you know what? It carries on. If you get another mark in that column, then... You, you, you could be in trouble. A third mark, that's, that's it, you've, you've had it. If you get a few minors in a few different columns, then you're generally going to be all right. You'll generally still pass your driving test. Are you, are you, are you with me still? Are you following me here? We're following. We're following. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, now, if you, are, you. <laughs> if, if you are a defender, there are various things that you might do. Say, you know, you're, you're forward for a set piece. Uh, you get your head to the ball that goes over the bar. You, you, maybe you've got a chance of scoring. Maybe that's, that, that's a mark in a minor column, all right? When you're a defender and you cannot clear the ball, that goes in the major column. That is your, your main priority as a defender is to clear the ball. Now, if, if you can't do that, you get a strike in the major column and you fail. Simple as that, you fail. Doesn't matter if you're quite good at bringing the ball out of defence. Doesn't matter if you, you know, manage to block a shot every now and then. If you cannot clear your lines, you are not a defender. Simple as that. It's a, it's a mark in a major column and your test is done. A striker missing a penalty is a mark in a minor column. It's unfortunate. You'd rather it not happen. If Jordan Rhodes misses three penalties in a row, then we've got a problem because he, he's going to fail on that, on that basis. Are you with me? So what, what, what I'm saying I'm, I'm is that... I'm towards the, the major column for that. No, but, but you can't, can you? Because then you'd say that every striker in the world is a failure because they'll all have missed a penalty at some point. It happens. A defender should not fail to clear their lines. It is the most simple task for a defender to have. Doesn't matter where the ball goes. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. If you can't do that, you are not good enough to be a defender in professional football. Can I have my... Mm. Can I have my, let me have my ten penneth on on Sasso? I, um, I think we saw him last season. Was not impressed in any way, shape, or form by him. Very surprised that we brought him back. But let's yeah. not say in any way, shape, or form. He's a beautiful man. He's got that, isn't he? In, in your possible. opinion, in your opinion, <laughs> he is a beautiful man. But it's 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 not it's not enough to get you through the driving test, is it? It doesn't work for me. Bizarrely enough, but, you know, I don't know. Go. I got through my driving test by rubbing the chap's leg, so I think I'm quite a beautiful man as well. Well, there we go. Must have been <laughs> rubbing it anyway. Let's leave it. Um, anyway, so Sasso, so, and I said last week uh, the man's got a mistake in him, and I likened him to, I think, to Bullen was one of the things, and I, I slightly regret that. But Lee have that odd kind of, you know, much of the lovely Bullen, fantastic Wednesday legend. He did have the odd mistake in him, not quite as many as I've seen from Sasso. But then I put it out on Twitter, and people, and I compared him to Larry May, Ian Cranston, Ashley Westwood. Some of you won't recognise these, mm. but by God, you'd be glad you never saw them play. They were, and two of them played together, Larry May and Ian Cranston, the centre-halves, and oh my God, they were a car crash centre-half pairing. And I, Sasso at the minute, before Saturday, was was riding the crest of scoring two goals. 
And that's everybody's thinking, oh, getting compared to Paul Morrist or whatever. Yeah, he could play up front or whatever. And when, no, no, he's, he's, a, he's a centre-half and he didn't do that very well. I just, I think he, he, he's good at the ball with his feet, but he's not a good defender, not a good championship defender. He might be brilliant out in Portugal or somewhere like that where they play from the back and defend the tight there's a line in there and that's somewhere. Um, <laughs> and, but, but in this, <laughs> in this country... He don't work for me whatsoever. I just the people, ignoring I mean, the good work he did. You completely. But, the, but it doesn't matter. It it's irrelevant. It's, it's too, irrelevant. It's, yeah, we, the, 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 the people I've seen at Hillsborough recently, the guy at Brentford, Dean, was it there, number six? Harley Dean. That's yeah. the kind of centre half we need. Or Dunk. Obviously, he's never going to come to Hillsborough. We've got him. We've got him. He's injured. We have, yeah. But at the minute, we haven't got him. And that's, you know, the, but but even so, somebody's played inside of Tom Lee's, I'd have Dean or Dunk. Over uh, Leuven's, and I'm not dissing Leuven's. I think Leuven's a good defender, but he's he's not getting any younger. You know, he's he's probably not going to make it to the f- regular first. If we go up, he wouldn't be the regular first team centre half for me. Um, but Sasso just, it, it just exasperates me. It really does. I just think he's he's living <laughs> off those two goals. And on Saturday, I thought he was shocking. You've pulled a couple of good passes he did. I no, can, do, so I can make passes. a couple of good passes. No, but you I'm couldn't. to be playing for Sheffield Wednesday. No, uh, uh, we're going to have to move on and agree to disagree on this, chaps. Because no, quite no, simply... No, 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 we're not, we're not, yes. we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. If, if, if you... <laughs> we're in the listen, same room I, now. You know, you know sometimes where your you're... You're not going to change my mind. I, I honestly do believe you're completely just disregarding the good work he did. No, I'm not. I'm not. But what I'm saying is it's irrelevant, all right? If if you say... Because no, otherwise let's, we'd let's have lost 5-0 to Leeds if, instead of 1-0 to Leeds. Let's say that you've applied for a new job and you get offered it and you don't know whether to take it. So you sit down, you do that thing where you do a column of pros and cons, yeah? If you do a column of pros and cons about Vincent Sasso, then there's quite a lot of things that you would put in the pros column. He is good with the ball. He's very attractive. You know, he's got lovely hair. Um, he scored a couple of goals. There's plenty of things you put in there. The problem is the minute that you write cannot clear the ball in the cons column, you have to you have to take that piece of paper, fold it, you but tear it was, in half, and you and, and you, you screw up and throw away the pros column because it becomes irrelevant. If you there, cannot there are, clear the ball as a defender, then you're not a defender. Maybe we should retrain him as a midfielder. Videos. Maybe he'd be great as a midfielder. But he is not good enough to be a defender because he cannot clear the ball. It is as I, simple as that. And right now, there, there are plenty more videos that I could have put up of, of Sasso clearing the ball. He's got this wonderful backward running. But that's his job. Thing. That's his job. That's what he should do. The exactly. one time that and he it... didn't clear the ball, we concede a goal and we lose the game. Not good enough. Not good enough. For a championship centre-half, You, I know it's only one mistake. Defenders should not make mistakes. It wasn't like it was either side, you know, five. Wasn't if like no five defenders ever made him, any mistakes, was, there's never been any goals, ever. It was there for him to clear on his head and he ducked it. But th- that's the thing that Useless still confuses kids. me as to why. There is no other reason I can think why any defender would jump for a ball, duck, unless he got a shout. Or but, the alternative, because he's just rubbish. That, yes. That's the alternative, no isn't it? There's no reason for him to do it. It's one there? or the There's other. There's no other reason for him to do it. Anyway, you, you look at his, his sheepish expression when he's walking back to halfway and the camera focuses on him after that goal at Leeds. And you can see in his face, he knows. He knows that he's screwed up. He knows it's his fault. That's a look of guilt on that guy's face. That's not a look of anger because someone screwed him over. That is a look of acceptance. I've buggered this up. He knows. Right. Well, we've had, what, 15 minutes of Mrs. Sasso now, so I think we should move oh, on. We could go much longer than this. I'd... We yeah. could. We could, but we do have other things to speak about. Of course, we've mentioned all the other bits and bobs of the, the unfortunate, and it was a penalty save rather than a penalty miss. We do need to uh, to sort of make that distinction as well. Got, Mr. Got Rose, well. He got across well. Absolutely. He did get across well. He, he could have been a better penalty, of course he could have been, yeah. but it was a penalty save rather than a penalty miss. And that's a very important distinction in my book. Uh, and it's always horrible to lose to that filthy bunch of chuffers, isn't it? And But... Oh, it's, it's just awful, absolutely awful. And it would have opened up this wonderful gap between us and, uh, obviously, the, the chasing pack. It didn't happen. So, quite simply, what happens now is we just have to carry on, chaps. We yeah. just have to carry on. And none of them, like other results, kind of went our way, didn't we? No one really won. 
uh, in the chasing pack, everyone kind of drew or lost, didn't they? I, hmm. I was hammered by the afternoon, so I don't know. I, I seem to remember looking <laughs> at the results and thinking, didn't Derby lose and um, Norwich, Norwich drew, drew, Fulham in the, drew. The old farm Derby. Yeah. So <laughs> actually everything kind of, uh, I'm not saying went our way because we certainly lost some, you know, we, we did lose some ground, didn't we? But um, it could have been a hell of a lot worse, all things considered, that day. Absolutely. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Uh, right then, ladies and gents, so on to the, uh, the Wednesday news. There's not a huge amount of it, but we've got uh, a little bit to go at. First of all, the Man of the Month award is uh, all up and running. Um, chaps. Obviously, it's been a bit of a, an odd month this month. And, and on the website, the, uh, the, the Sheffield Wednesday clan have uh, put a few ideas out there for the Wednesday fans. But in your humble opinions, chaps, who should be uh, the Man of the Month for February? I think, first things first, I think Man of the Month needs a song. Uh, <gasps> and in my head, I'm thinking like the blankety blank theme tune. So like Man of the Month, Man of the Month, do, 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 Man of the Month, Man of the Month, do, 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 Man of the Month, Man of the Month, Man of the Month, Man of the Month. And uh, if the win, can they have like a, a Man of the Month checkbook and pen? Uh, they can, yeah. <laughs> it could come straight out of the Wednesday Week account. <laughs> There's not a lot left in it. I've spent it I've, all on I've got, beer. I've got some personalised pens here for a for a certain business. I can uh, they can have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and some bread. And some yeah. bread, absolutely. Uh, so, chaps, who do we think is uh, he's angling for this month's man of the month? A tough one, isn't it? It really is. It's really tough. You uh, think you think Westwood's in with a decent shout. Um, I think he's done some Westwood's good stuff. Westwood's always in with a shout. He probably is, yeah. Personally, I think I'd probably go for Fessy because I think that he's had a couple yeah. of really good moments uh, this month. I, I think the celebration after the Forest game and that kind of feeling like, you know, Fessy really is back. Um, you know, I, I, I actually thought he played pretty reasonably on Saturday as well from, from, from what I remember. Um, and, um, you know, putting a decent performance against Brentford and, and, and kind of ran his socks off in... It's not been a great couple of weeks for us all in all, has it? So um, it's, it, it is kind of hard. It's like a tale of two months, but I, I would go for, for Forestieri. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with that. I think he's um, he's had a tough spell from for whatever reasons, a long... Um, we all know about them. Um, I've got his own opinions on those, but yeah, I think he's really he's up to his game. He showed the passion because um, he is he, he is a fragile, fragile little bunny. Fragile, I don't know where fragile was coming from. A fragile, fragile. little bit little <laughs> fragile. Yeah, it's a new word. Um, is that like in the supermarket, you buy things from the fragile. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a fragile little bunny, uh, as we all know, and he does. You know, he's got his on his sleeve, and I'm kind of. I'm all right with that, and he, he seems to come through it, and 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 he's probably the standout player in the team right now. I'm going to go with uh, Vincent Sasso. Scored two goals, had a wonderful defensive performance. Right, Vincent. that's it. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> right, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. You need to get someone else. This is goodbye. <laughs> Um, right then, Charles. Other Wednesday news. Um, the accounts have been published, gentlemen. Um, and I clicked on those. Are you still talking to us? Not stop recording here. <laughs> um, I did click on those accounts, and I looked at all those wonderful numbers that stared back at me. And it has to be said, I'm not an accountant, chap. So I must. <laughs> when I see things like that, I, I read it a little bit cross-eyed. But apparently, um, essentially, what it's looking at was looking at uh, an operating loss of about. What nine and a half, ten million pounds there or thereabouts, which is it's a lot less than it used to be. Exactly, <laughs> a lot less than it used to be. And essentially, what it means in in my um, understanding is that we're doing okay. But if Mr. Chancery decides he doesn't like us anymore, we're pretty much chuffed, aren't we? No, no, not necessarily. No, um, you know, my my understanding of this is probably not much better than yours. But I've read quite a few tweets about it and a bit of analysis about it. Um, the important thing is that turnover's gone up quite a bit. Turnover's up by is it just under fifty percent that turnover's gone up by? Um, Am it's, I right it's a healthy saying? amount. 
Am um, I right in saying that a lot of that turnover is coming from the Wembley tickets? Because uh, am I also right in saying that there's a gentleman's agreement between the two clubs that play in the final yeah. that the losing club receives the gate receipts because the winning club gets a massive pumping from getting promoted? That might be the case. Might be the case. Not not hundred percent sure on that. Um, that that would it would sound about right. That wouldn't it? it? Would it would make sense? It would seem like a a very logical thing for them for them to do. Um, I don't think it's official, but I think it is a a, a known gentleman's okay. agreement, if you like. Well, I didn't know that. Obviously, we all know as well that ticket prices generally went up a lot in the last season, um, and you know that's that's the period that we're looking at. So overall, you know, gate receipts, whether it's at Hillsborough or at Wembley, wherever it comes from, they've definitely, they've shot up. They've gone up a lot. Um, Was it £22 million revenue or something like that that we managed to sort of scrape in from all these bits and bobs? Something like that, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a significant increase on, on where we were before, which yeah. is obviously, you know, is a good sign. It shows that we are bringing in money. So we know that we've spent money on players and we've already committed to spending more money on players this summer, quite considerable amounts of money on players this summer, uh, but we've already seen that turnover's gone up. I think we sold more season tickets this season than we did last season, so you, you would think that in 12 months' time when we look at it, turnover will have gone up again. I know we're going to talk about season tickets a little bit later on as well. Um, and you know, all the indications are that revenue should continue to grow. I think from a commercial point of view, we've we've got our ass a bit more in gear this year. Yeah, um, yeah. It's unfortunately the retail point of view that's not been great, <coughs> and, and I know there's been reasons for that, and a lot of it is outside of the club's control. And I think when when the contract with Sondico ends at the end of this season, again that will be something that they really will get sorted. And I, I can understand people being a bit miffed about the fact that the shop was empty for however many months. The club, you know, they see this, they realise that it's not passed them by. They've not walked in the shop and just thought, oh, bloody hell, it's empty in here. You know, they're aware of it and they know <laughs> the reasons behind it. So again, it's another it's another revenue stream that, that should start to come into line in the, in the next few months. Um, overall, it means in terms of bringing money into the club, we seem to be in quite a good situation. Obviously, more money's going out. The wage bill's gone up. Uh, the actual percentage of the wage bill... Uh, to the amount of money overall that we're spending is uh, smaller, I think, which is a good sign. Uh, no, the percentage of the wage bill to the revenue is is lower. So it means even though the wage bill's gone up, the amount of revenue we've brought in has gone up by more than the wage bill's gone up. Are you following me? I'm, 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 even, I'm confusing myself. Anyway, the, the, the basis is that, yes, you know, the... the, 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 the the loss has gone up, of course it has, because it always does. You're a football club and that's what happens when you're trying to get into the Premier League. But we're still on, I think, healthy course for a club that's in year two of the kind of project that we're in. We do. That's your boring James Marriott analysis for this evening. Can I talk about Vincent Sasso for a bit longer now? Because I preferred Look, that. That was more fun. Yeah, uh, let's go back to that. Yeah, absolutely. He's, you know what, if we, if next year, if the accounts come out and, you know, it's it's one player's wage that tips us over the edge into financial fair play misery. Blame. Blame Sasso. Vincent Sasso would be to blame. Yeah, absolutely. To put that into some kind of context, um, Villa have also released their accounts. Now, bearing in mind that obviously Norwich, Villa, etc., they have this lovely parachute payment, and I believe that they are sort of exempt from financial pay, fair play for a couple of years because they've come down. But they've um, posted that's, that's not actually true anymore. They're not exempt from financial fair play. However, the amount of leeway that they get is is huge. Is a little more. Yeah. Uh, well, Villa have posted losses of eighty-one million pounds. Yeah. For their financial year, um, and and I mean, when we look at these sort of figures, yes, it's a, it's lots of money. It confuses idiots like me. But um, <laughs> one the, the sort of thing that I really glean from this is people bang on about how much money that we've spent about this team and we should be in a better position and this, that and the other. Now, those financial figures, whichever way you look at it, are pretty healthy, aren't they? It's really, really good news. We're not going stupid. We're not posting £81 million losses. We're not doing all that sort of nonsense. And, of course, those other clubs have had sort of £40 million parachute payments as well. We haven't. I think we're in a position now where uh, the money that we're speculating... We've actually got money to speculate, to accumulate. Before, we hadn't got that that kind of money to do that. So they couldn't replace the whole tins around the, the stadium, which will obviously bring in, you know, I, I've, just an example, I'm starting to use those counters now at Hillsborough more than I ever have done. 
So I, I'm, I'm not going to be the only one. So stuff. So it, it's working in that respect, I think, and that's only going to have a kind of positive effect on the commercial um, income for the club, which is what you know we, it kind of drives everything. You know, for, yes, for... but buying those sorts of things aren't going to bring us in the eighty-one million pound that Villa has spent. Oh no, and, not, and, so, that, no. and that's why I think it's 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 so so because we we are of a generation, chaps, where we saw the really awful crappy dark days right. of being terrified about money and that just is marvelous it's absolutely wonderful it, it it makes me glow with happiness to think that we're not going to have to do that awful nonsense all over again because we've got mr chancery at the tiller steering the ship in a very very sensible way and not just whipping his checkbook out whenever he gets a chance and we I, just I, have to put it with sasso yeah <laughs> And breathe. It'd be worth it next year when the calendar comes out and Mr. Sasso is Mr. July on there for us. Um, he won't be here next season, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right then, chap. So on a little bit of other Wednesday news. Now, there has been some uh, rumours banded about that um, obviously there was uh, some mean and nasty Wednesdayites calling Mr. Sasso lots of names and, and, and oh. other bits and bobs and some of the other players too. Essentially, there was the usual, oh, we've lost a game, let's all jump in the sea and, and go mental about it. And apparently, due to this fact, um, the players have allegedly been banned from Twitter um, so they don't read all the negativity. Do we believe this or do we think it's nonsense? Or, or I mean, we, we've spoke about if, how players are affected by this before, but... If I, mean, I was if I was a player at Hillsborough, I wouldn't have a bloody Twitter account because the the amount of kind of yeah. the stuff that we I say we I'm talking as a fan base the, the fan page as a whole sometimes some of the stuff you read is unbelievable and it's it like really for is. God's sake come on support these guys as much as we're frustrated as hell at the minute and we're all a bit you know so we're still six that's a but we're not playing great and if we don't pick, book up we'll drop out of that top six. So we need to just book up and we need to get behind these guys and support them. And, and whenever whenever they're on that pitch, just give them, you know, give them your all. Just give them all your support you can do. And yeah, at the end of the game, I'm not, I'm, I'm not one that, that boos. I've done that in the past and I've mentioned on the, the, the podcast before who it was I last booed um, about 20 odd years ago. And um, I, I wasn't proud of that. So it's something I don't do now. And what, what gets me is when we get people booing players off at, at, at the end of the first half and clap them on the second half. It's like, for God's sake, 15 minutes change your mind that much, is it? Mm. So we just need to get behind them uh, and be really kind of be positive because we we all we need to be there all as one to push on to get where we want to be. And that's Agreed. why, Rich, I have just posted Sasso masks for you to wear on the next game to show your oh, appreciation God. for that chap. You can blow that out of your ass. <laughs> you know what? When, Get you, in the sea. You're right in terms of when, when we lose, we all kind of feel like we need to take it out on someone, don't we? Uh, and you kind of need to rant a bit, you know. We, we joked earlier about, you know, John kind of beats up the nearest chair wherever <laughs> he is. Uh, it was going to get it at one um, point. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I took it out on the tram driver on the way home and called him all kinds of obscene things um, just for the hell of it. Uh, you know, was we it, need to do it, blade, but don't... Um, no, well, United were at home, weren't they? So I was kind of, you know, expecting lots of United fans to be around, but it didn't really happen. Um, the, the one thing not to do is don't take it out on the players because there's nothing good comes of that. There really isn't. It might make you feel slightly better for a second, but, you know, let's just imagine for a second that the players actually do sit and read all the things that people yeah, tweet yeah. to them. What what good are you going to get from, from, from upsetting a player? Is it going to make them play better next game? What I just don't understand what, what people think they're going to get from it. Um, and I understand the fact that as fans, you know, we spend a lot of money on football, and it makes us feel like we've got this this kind of right to be able to tell players what we think. But we're all working towards the same thing. Players don't want to lose games. You're not you're not doing any good by doing that. So you know, basically, just take it out on your nearest and dearest. That's a lot more. That's a lot more <laughs> loving than taking it out on players. That's what I'm saying. We can always. I can always send Jeeves round if you need somebody to shout and scream. It is used to it. He, he, I think he's starting to quite enjoy it actually. So uh, you're yeah. probably doing a favour. Or oh, tweet me. T- tweet me your abuse. I'll take it. I'll have it all. Tweet it all to me. It's fine. Anyway. People do tend was, to send it to me. There was a good tweet today from Martin Ware, um, Heaven Seventeen's Martin Ware, uh, and I'm just trying to find it now. And he was basically saying um, it, Martin doesn't kind of. Um, he says it exactly as it is, um, and I'm trying to find it now. And I'm not Sazler, I'm not going to be able to find it. But he, he basically um, he was saying that anybody that has a go, you know, the the, the, the lunatics pretty much. Um, as it goes to players, you have a direct, have a go at a player. 
you know, actually atting them in, in a post, then you might as well, you know, just bugger off. There was another utterly, utterly, utterly wonderful tweet from Mr. Weir uh, last week as well, uh, just mentioning about uh, how he um, compared the Wednesday nights to uh, crack addicts, basically, that are just yeah, uh, yeah. hankering after the next win, and when we don't get it, we all go a little bit mental on there. And then when we do get it, we're awfully happy and lovely. Uh, <laughs> Top tweetage, Mr. Weir, absolute, absolute superstar gentleman. Um, right, then, ladies and James, you alluded earlier to the uh, this season ticket, of course, the early bird season ticket offers are drawing to a close and apparently there's been a rather large amount of interest in this hasn't it yeah so it's one of these situations there's no figures on this so you know we we've, we've got to bear in mind the fact that you know there's an element of the club being a little bit of a, a little bit of a pr machine of its of its own making here um but from from what you know we we gather from this that um, the amount of people that have asked to go on the waiting list has been higher than was expected. You know, it, it's would would you call it be inundated? I guess that's what you would what you would describe it as. Um, so there's been you know, a, a huge amount of people that have asked to go on the waiting list uh, for for season tickets, and I think that renewals have been really high as well. Um, and it's all sounding really really positive in terms of the fact that you know there's there's a lot of kind of negative stuff knocking around at the moment as we know uh we've lost two games in a row and i think that you know heads are down a little bit uh but the good thing is that you know everyone is is looking ahead to next season and still excited about what the future holds for sheffield wednesday even if the you know absolute here and now immediate kind of future is a little bit but um you know long term we know that the future is good and um fans certainly seem to be um showing that voting with their feet is that the phrase have mm. I just made that up? People it say is that. No, 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 no. There is a there is a term like that. You're right. Voting with their you vote with your with your hands when you're writing something. How can you do it with your feet? Well, that, that's actually getting there, up and doing something, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the whole point of the saying, Rich. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're rich, God. Oh, God, Rich. That, that was that was so <laughs> sasso. If if you <laughs> if you were I even ducked when I said it. Yes. If you were taking your driving test right now, you'd have failed, Obi. Um, That's, that, that goes in the major column. That that's a I fail. You're walking back to the test centre. That was a dangerous <laughs> fail. <laughs> um, now, of course, um, obviously, it's always lovely to have a Paul Hills, Brett, and we have seen that the players were sorry, the fans from the last few home games have been trying to heed Carlos's call and get behind the team a little bit more. I mean. Is that something you guys have noticed as well? Do you think no. that, that? I think it was like a library the other night. Last Tuesday night, it was like a bloody library against Brentford. Do you not think the fans were trying? Nope. I thought at one point <laughs> against Brentford, you could have heard a pin drop. It was absolutely silent. I don't. I don't I think it's heard. like it's not a, a, a like a a silence out of protest, is it? I think at the moment no, no, no. there's there's a real nervousness. That that's the thing about when you get to the business end of the season. I think that the the wins, the relief comes through more. And I think that when we win games you'll find that the atmosphere will will be will be better than it was when we were winning games earlier in the season because those points mean more at this stage. But it also means that, you know, if we if we come out and we know that we don't tend to play too fast out of the blocks. This is the way that we play at the moment. Um and I think that means that the crowd get a little bit nervous. You know, it's a results business, and we've said that before, and we've talked on the podcast about the fact that, you know, it's not about performance, it's about points, it's about winning games, it's about what the final score is. The downside of that is it means as fans, it makes us very nervous during the games. And, um, you know, that means that we're probably not thinking too much about singing and shouting and supporting. We're thinking about, we've got to make sure that we do what we need to do to get the points out of this match. And do you think that does translate onto the pitch? Yes. Uh, it's chicken and egg, isn't it? You know, fans will say if we play attacking football, then everyone will get behind you. Um, and you know, Carlos in in return can say, well, if you got behind the players, then they might um, play a little bit more positive. I, I don't know. They're the professional footballers. We're not professional fans. Of course, we. Are. I think it, I think it, the technical term is squeaky bum. Time. <laughs> yeah, but squeaky bum time's supposed to be the last ten minutes of the game when you're drawing. And, not and you have apparently you have a, a good stocking of cream for that, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've just placed another order um, because it's getting used up rather swiftly at the moment, Obi. Yeah. Um, Did you order yeah, I mean, another what... application finger, or are you still using the same one? 
that what Jesus you call gone, it? Jesus has gone au naturel now, oh, so yeah, uh, we're essentially sans protection on there for him. Um, two, as long as he's two not... Two fingers for your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he's not applying it to anybody else, I think I'm safe. Um... <laughs> This is this is just basic fisting that you're talking about now, isn't it? That's what that's what that's what we've sunk to now, isn't it? It's the effect of watching Sheffield you know, Wednesday. Whatever you call it these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, it 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 uh, when you, you, you it is a bit of a chicken and egg situation with the players, and 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 we know what happened last season. We saw how positive the fans were, and we saw the wonderful positive football on the pitch, and it was wonderful, and we didn't stop singing, and the songs were brilliant, and it was marvelous, and. And I, I, I personally think past. it is the players' responsibility. Sorry, the, uh, the the fans' responsibility to to get that atmosphere going, so it translates onto the pitch, I, so the the players think, are confident to play that football again. Right now, I they're terrified of making a mistake. They need to come out and show us for five minutes a real positive start, and then it'll follow with it. It needs. It, but I, they know that if, if they make a mistake during that time, the the too scared to make a mistake. All yeah, the yeah. fear is. Oh. And yeah, but I don't. So I don't think it's like that. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's negative. I think it's just. No. It's just nervous. Quiet. It's just quiet. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. You know, I've, where I sit, I don't hear people like tutting no. and booing and stuff like that. No. That might be happening elsewhere in the ground, in small pockets. I don't know. Uh, apparently, uh, the the there was some against Brentford that there was some booing and stuff. I honestly didn't hear it. Um, I th- I think the the thing is here that. If Carlos is, is genuinely... In a lot of ways, I agree with you, Lord H. But if Carlos is saying that the players can't play well because the fans aren't behind them, then, my God, they're in the wrong career because they get paid a hell of a lot of money for going out and playing football. And the fans might make a little bit of difference, but that shouldn't be the reason for not being able to turn in a yeah. performance. That, that, and that is yeah. not acceptable for a team of professional footballers to say, well, we're not playing very well because the crowd aren't getting behind us. Sorry, <laughs> nope. They've not actually said that. We know that. It, it, this is my personal... And, and Carlos did come out after the Leeds game and, and he essentially shouldered the blame for the Leeds game. I mean, do do we think that is something that Carlos actually believes or is he doing a bit of a, a Jose Mourinho trying to take the um, the responsibility the players, for the players? Is he essentially taking one for the team there, if you like? Do you want to know who I think was to blame for the Leeds result? <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned it. Um, do you know actually what... <laughs> what who was it? The... <laughs> Do you know what I think? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that because I think that this this is an irrelevant conversation and I know it is, it's pointless, but I think we need to go back to January and we need to look at why did we not bring in a centre-half? Whoever it was mm. that made that decision, ultimately I think they're to blame for the defeat against Leeds. But at that point, yeah. Hutch was the centre-half pairing, wasn't he? He wasn't um, in January, no, he wasn't in January. That's that's no, only, least, we're, we're only talking about barely a month ago that the January transfer... Oh, I apologise, no, that, that's my, that's my um, mistake, I am sorry. We, we already Hutch was, was playing centre-half again. You know, we, somewhere along the line, the transfer committee that sits at Hillsborough, we don't really know who's on it these days, do we? But whoever it was that sits on that committee sat down and said, right, we're going to make, a, a, we're going to take a measured risk here and not bring in another centre-half. We'll risk it with who we've got. Okay, and that's fair enough. That that was their decision. That's their policy. The problem is that on 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 games like Saturday, when you've got our reserve centre half that comes in and makes a mistake, and we lose the game as a result of it, then they'd have to sit down on the Monday afterwards and go, mm, actually, yeah, we we probably lost that game because of what we what we decided. It's over simplifying things, but you know that is that's the thing when you take a risk like that, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Right then, chaps, so let's crack on with a bit of positive news. Who would like to announce our positive news? Because our positive news announcer, Victoria, isn't here this evening. So uh, who's the most positive that would like to announce the positive news, chaps? Uh, I'm still in Sasso mode. I'm far too depressed. <laughs> right. I'll, 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 I'll take this one Go. then. So, uh, obviously, we did our competition to win the uh, Jordan Rhodes number 17 Sheffield Wednesday shirt. And, of course, we gave... Uh, when you entered, you had the choice of whether you want the home shirt or the away shirt. And I'm not even sure which the away shirt is. It's either the black and orange one or it's the white one. It's one or the other. I don't know. Anyway, it's a shirt with Rhodes 17 on it. Um, Did we have a song for this? We didn't have a song <gasps> for it. There's only one song when it comes to Jordan Rhodes, apparently, even all these we weeks could... later. So 
I mean, you've inspired me, James. You've inspired me with your earlier songwriting efforts. So I think we should do John Rocher, John Rocher, <coughs> John Rocher, John Rocher. <laughs> ah, see. Very good, very good. Are we just going to use that for every tune now? Every, every yeah, tune we're going to use uh, Blankety Blank. As we're getting, we're getting rid of the syllable? intro music at the start of the podcast. It's going to be the Wednesday week, the Wednesday week, do, 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 the Wednesday week, the Wednesday week, do, 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 the Wednesday week, the Wednesday week. Can we all get those long, little, thin microphones that Terry Morgan used to have? Can we get one of those? I've got one of those at work. I really have. Oh, you weirdo. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we had all together, thank you very much to everyone that entered. We had 775 entries. uh, And to prove that this is all done purely by complete randomness, I'm looking at a video. Vic did the draw for this using a random number generator on Google. Uh, where you type in your minimum number and your maximum number. So she typed in 1 and 775, and you see it spinning through lots of numbers, and it comes back with number 563, which is a guy called Oliver Kirk. So well done to Oliver Kirk, uh, who has won that Jordan Road shirt, and we will be in touch. In fact, I believe we've already been in touch to sort that out for you. And um, if you didn't win this time, don't worry. We've got your email address now, so we will harass you with details of more competitions <laughs> in the future when we get our arse in here and do we, some have, more. Was, was it really randomizer, or has Vic gone stoked and found out which one was the best looking and gone for it that way? Is, it, is, that, is that how you do it? You didn't, you didn't actually have to submit a photo of yourself um, to enter. No, Otherwise, no, she, clearly, she I, would have, well, I yeah. would have picked the winner if this was the case. If there's one thing that Vicky's good at is is stalking people and finding out exactly who they are. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But no, well done, Oliver. Old boy, I do hope you thoroughly enjoy your Jordan Raw shirts. And when you slip into that sexy little number, just think of which. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 or 0114-232-6121. Right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on. And we do have another rather important game coming up, don't we? We have a Norwich who uh, are... Chasing us rather slowly, but they are chasing us up the table. And we can't really estimate these. And luckily, we have a Norwich expert that's just joined us. Fudgie, old bean. How the devil are you? <laughs> <laughs> Norwich expert. Yeah, cheers for that. Um, yeah, I've not been bad. Uh, hilarious non-football-related story. The reason of my tardiness this evening was because my chef at the time, she's only 17 years old. She's a trainee. She's just learning the ropes. She's uh, wearing her glasses in the kitchen, which I didn't know she was doing, bent over the fryer and fried her glasses. One fryer just full of just shard glass everywhere, which is, uh, which is a, you know, an issue I didn't want to have. I'm not lying. So if you are peckish this evening, Fudgy, where should people go to find a little bit about a shard glassed chip butty? Are yeah, you actually doing, in. like, deep-fried Ray-Bans? Is that a thing on your menu tonight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, deep-fried Ray-Bans. It, it's Scottish like a middle-class version one. of what the Scottish can produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's what they do. That's what they do. But, uh, but anyway, back to football-related matters. Norwich, <laughs> nearly got myself in a tear-up with a Norwich fan uh, in the pub on uh, on Sunday because nice. they had their local tractor derby um, on, the, on the telly there, my lover, my little Jaffer. And um, <laughs> I think it was Bristol, actually. And then... Um, and then obviously when Ipswich scored, I had a bit of a jump and a shout. And uh, the, <laughs> the man in the yellow shirt over there uh, was not very happy with me. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to stop going to that pub. However, Raider Johnson was in there. So, you know, I was having to try and have a tete-a-tete and trying to keep, keep, keep me nut down. Were, were you didn't carrying happen, his coat? I'm going to say, who else is going to uh, carry Raider's coat if you're not there? Well, this is it. I did volunteer to carry his coat. But uh, alas, he was, uh, he was unclo- uncloaked. Um. <laughs> I'm so glad you joined us, Fudgy Um So, if I could just drag this back to Norwich, um, to be perfectly frank, they've not been doing great guns just recently, have they? Obviously, they drew the uh, the old farm derby um, with with Ipswich, and, and Big Mick, he's done us a favour there, bless him. Um, they actually lost against Burton and drew with Newcastle as well, so they've not won a game since. 
forests, which they, to be fair, they absolutely destroyed forests. Were it five one something there? Yeah, they smashed them. So they're going to be rather hungry for uh, a few points on the board, aren't they? Um, is this something? Well, it's, been, think... it's been weird for them, hasn't it? They've had some rich veins of form, and then they've just absolutely capitulated. And then they've had a, a bit of a rich vein of form the last few weeks in order to catch the playoff pack up, and um, and then the you know all bets are off on a local derby. So it, I, it's going to be a difficult one, I believe. I mean, back when we played them in the early part of the season, they just come down, they got a few quid, and we eked out a, uh, a nil-nil draw. Now we've got to uh, now we've got to go do it at our place, and um, and yeah, it, it, it's something we should be able to give them a game if anything, but. Uh, well, I just don't we perform without without treading on probably what you spoke about the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, do do we think that Mr. Hooper is going to be fit for this game? Because I'm sure he'd like to uh, um, show his worth. It'd be a lovely game for him to come back on and, and stick a few in against Norwich, wouldn't it? Because uh, um, he, he was rather left out of the squad towards the end, wasn't he? So we, I, I think he'd rather enjoy getting one over him. Don't even, I don't even know what kind of state, what level he's at as, as far as his comebacks concerned. Whether he's, I know he played again. I think for the the, the, the kind of one of the junior sides last week, didn't he? But um, I'm not even sure whether he's close or not. I mean, it's it's, a, it's quite a good little sort of debate to have as well because obviously I, I can't see Mister Mister Rose losing his place. Um, so essentially, the question is who's going to partner him. And to be honest, I think he's looked most tasty when Mister Winnell was. Uh, partnering him, two sort of proper strikers uh, that were setting each other up and, and, and all sorts of bits and bobs and I, I've not really seen that since, have we? A few no, people no. have said that, haven't they? They seem to work quite well off each other and um, that, that, you know, I think that Winall is a slightly different player to maybe what we actually thought he was when he first joined us in terms of the fact that he's not like an out-and-out striker in the same way that Jordan Rhodes is. He, he will drop back a little bit, he does move around a bit, um, so... You've got to say, for for home games, we should be playing those those two together, shouldn't we? Yeah, it's where you fit Fessy in, isn't it? It's like, he, Fessy's the number, the number 10, isn't he? The one that, that sits behind the front he, two. He plays and, better um, on the left, though, doesn't he? I, th- I think he plays better on the left. I know he doesn't played, particularly but like playing there, but... Um, this past know. few games where he's been playing de- very, really well have been at the side of, or just you know, slightly behind road. It's not, not quite number 10, but getting towards that more than uh, 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 an out-and-out striker. Either way, whoever we play, we do simply have to grab some points because it, it's getting to the point now. I, I think Fulham are a team to watch in the minute because yes, they've been going great guns, haven't they? And they've, I mean, they've, they've still actually got a game in hand as well. Um, I'll just grab the table now. Yeah, we, uh, as it stands, as I'm looking right now, we've got uh, ourselves on, on 58 points, Fulham on 53 with a game in hand. And yeah. they have been winning some games. So they've been seriously charging up the table. Obviously, Derby have done what Derby do at this point of the season and start to shrink backwards. But it, we've been chased by a few, and that gap, fair enough, it's a substantial gap. And we've done well to, 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 to create that gap. Um, but we do need just a a win, if nothing else, just to get that nice, lovely feeling back in the club again, don't we? A win and a good performance, yeah. I'd just settle yeah. for the win at the minute. I really, really would. Just just have the bloody win. I um, did, I did right. notice, by the way, uh, when I looked earlier on, um, I didn't realise this. We play Fulham last game of the season at Hillsborough. That's our last game of the season. Uh, you know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Written the stars. <laughs> um, right then, ladies and gents, that's going to bring us to an end of this week's uh, show. Uh, Fudgy, old Bean, it's been a pleasure to have you on for a couple of minutes. Um, if people do want to find out more about what's happening with your friars, where can we do that, old boy? Can, you can get me at the uh, Health and Safety Department of uh, Redingborough Council. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll be in front of them very soon. And, uh, and yeah, get me on Twitter at Dan Fudge. Uh, you'll you'll notice that I met at uh, Easley Town there, uh, Pygate himself, Wayne Shaw. Yes, he was there. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I tell you what, I've done nothing but kick myself ever since because I walked up. I said, "All right, Wayne, what are you doing it?" No, I didn't. I said, "All right, Wayne, is it all right for a photo?" Me, my mate. Like he went, "Yeah, no worries." And uh, and I thought I can Dan Fudge this. I can make him be my mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can so Dan I, um, Fudge this. Have you got a gold I can so I've turned around. <laughs> so I've turned around. And as I've took the photo, I've then turned around and gone, so did you make a few quid on it or what? And he went, <laughs> he went, well, you can only put a fiver on it. You're running a fun bet. I went, no, no, no worries. All right, nice talk to you. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. See you later. And then I walked away and then went, why didn't I ask him why he was here? 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually say to him, "Hey, Wayne, what are you doing here?" <laughs> A bonus of hindsight, Obi. I mean, one other thing that you've been sticking a lot out of, Budgie, is, is videos of your various different travels as well. Yes, yes. In anticipation of uh, a Norwegian trip that I'm about to go on to go and watch Valerenga, um, and the oh, road trip I'm about to go on next week to Borussia Dortmund, I thought I'd start documenting these um, these big long football journeys that I go on, just to go and see a different scene. And uh, last year I went on a trip. Some some listeners may remember that I went on a trip to Den Bosch, to Feyenoord, Bosch. and Amsterdam, all in one weekend. And uh, I made a little documentary. So if you look on hashtag a Dutch Odyssey, it's all there. <laughs> yeah, and they're brilliant as well. I cannot stress enough how wonderful they are for you. I've did, been thoroughly enjoying them. Did you check my that favorite... hashtag out? Is, is, is there any other uses for a Dutch Odyssey? No, it's literally just me and my mate down right. about. Yeah. I don't know if it's some kind, of, some kind of weird Dutch kind of porn hashtag that you'd used. And... <laughs> yeah, it could have been. It could have been. But no, I, I, I had a great time. And, uh, and I felt like I needed to document it. And um, yeah, I, I, I really had fun. And hilariously, uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, you're gonna bully me for mentioning it again. Uh, Lee Peacock texted me up and he said, um, "I'm gonna." Uh, <laughs> he followed me. He goes, I'm, on Twitter. "I'm gonna Bristol." He said, "I'm gonna go to Bristol." I went, "Well, I know a man at Bristol. If you want to go to a nightclub, I can, I can sort you out, get some VIP, and get looked after." He went, "Yeah, all right, that'd be great." So I texted my mate Dan and said, "Oh, Lee's in Bristol. He's a Bristol City fan. We've had him on the show." Mm-hmm. And um, I said, oh, can, can Lee come to your club? He went, yeah, no worries. We'll sort him out. Look, looked after him. And when, when Peaks has saw him, he's gone, are you Dan from a Dutch Odyssey? <laughs> Which I found hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, he wait. stood there and talked about good Den Bosch. I oh, find that hilarious. But the, my favourite bit is the Sex Museum. So just watch it for that bit. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. Chapter. Yeah, if you look at the Sex Museum one, there's a, there's a giant phallic in the background. And uh, it's the way he pops his head round to go and check it out. But, uh, but listen, I've got to go and do some work. You're going to have a good night, kids. I'll see you later. <laughs> and Mr. like Davis, that, he's gone. He's gone. He's, he's, it's like a ship in the night. Um, Mr. Davies, if people do want to get hold of you over there on the Twitteridge, um, where can we do that? Yeah, you can find me at Dicky Owl on Twitter, uh, and also you got this is my email address that I've got now on uh, Wednesday week. I don't think it's working at the minute, but. Uh, I'm not getting emails, uh, but it's uh, dicky at the wednesdayweek.co.uk. Fantastical. Jamesy, old bean, if people want to find you over there on the Twitter, where can we do that? I've been a bit quiet this week on Twitter. I think it's just something to do with us losing, I guess. I don't know. Yep. Um, but you can get me at James Marriott. Interesting things I've seen on Twitter this week, um, which I will mention very quickly now. Uh, one is uh, someone posted, um, in fact, it was. Um, it was John uh, McClure that posted. Uh, it's actually a piece of paper that looks like it's been screwed up at some point, which is the win percentages of all Wednesday managers. Uh, just on the subject of the Carlos haters, Carlos has our third highest ever win percentage as Sheffield Wednesday manager. Uh, the other two that are higher than him both being in the 60s. So, you know, let's just bear that in mind. Um, the <laughs> other thing that I've noticed as well on social media is, uh, oh yeah, you know, last week we talked a little bit about um, booking hotels in London ahead of a potential playoff final. And of course it came with that little mm. asterisk, that kind of like note um, the playoff final may be moved if Huddersfield were to make it to the FA Cup final and the playoff final because I yeah, think man. they're like a day after each other. Um, How many have that's, lost by tonight? That's not going to happen because they lost 5 1 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, that's got nothing to do with social media at all, actually. I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> just wanted to mention it. Get yeah. it out. I bet if people do want to see you over there on Twitter, where can we do that, Jamesy? It's at James Marriott. Um, or if you want to drop me an email, James at the Wednesday Week. .co.uk. I am still looking for people that want to do a bit of blogging. It's all got a little bit quiet on the blogging front, which I think tends to happen when we're not winning. Um, but um, yes, guest bloggers very much, um, very much in need. Fantastic. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, get on me over there on the Twitter at Lord H. That's L zero R D underscore H. Get on the podcast at TWWcast as well. Again, I would like to have a, a bit of a thank you as well to all the people that have been um, leaving reviews and things on iTunes as well as some cracking, cracking reviews that people have been leaving. And we really, 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 really do appreciate that. So if you do have a moment or two to spare, just click on that review business and uh, get us up those charts. Of course, it has been a pleasure as always. Always let's just be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon.
was so sasso that bit at the end there <laughs> <laughs> the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges honesty is key in any relationship if your friend asks you how you are feeling tell them honestly if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.